As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Thought Seeds Podcast. I'm Amy Enel, and this is episode 144. Yesterday, you got to meet my daughter, Brenna, and she started telling us a little bit about her personal struggles and how they impacted her mindset and ultimately her faith. Well, she's with me again today, and she's going to talk about her ongoing faith journey and how everything she talked about yesterday has led her to where she is now with God. So welcome back, Brenna. I'm happy to have you with me again for another day. Thank you. So yesterday, we kind of left off with some areas of thought and places in scripture that God led you to focus on, including Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Isaiah 41, 10, Matthew 6, 33, and, and some others. Now, I know Philippians 4, 6, and 7 has really been a passage that's been huge for you in terms of spiritual growth and maturity and security and comfort in God's word. So I wanted to bring up another passage though that you've mentioned a lot. And how do you talk about that to kind of get us, you know, kind of get us started here? That would be Colossians 3, 16 and 17, because those have also been really important to you. Yeah, yeah. In fact, recently because of a conversation I had, I ended up asking myself, when do I feel closest to God? And one way I feel close to God is when I'm worshiping him. A lot of the time for me, that's through song. When I'm listening to worship music, often I actually sing the words to God, whether silently in my head or out loud. And a couple of short scripture passages come to mind here. One of them is Colossians 3, 16 through 17, which says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Another similar passage I really like is Ephesians 5, 19-20, which says, Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
I always really liked those verses, and yes, Colossians 3.16 specifically has been a favorite for a long time. Those are some of my favorite verses too, and I feel the same way about worship through singing because, you know, it really connects us to God. And you know, he delights in songs, so it's not surprising that we would too. Mm -hmm. Now, are there other ways that you feel close to God? Yes, another way is by reading Bible verses, which is God's Word. And saying them over to myself throughout the day or during certain times where specific verses are really needed. For example, during a time when I have anxiety or fear, I might repeat Philippians 4, 6, and 7 or Isaiah 41, 10 over to myself. And I'll pray those verses too. I love both of those. And Isaiah 41, 10, that's one that really has always hit me right where it matters, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like if I'm feeling fearful, it straightens my spine right up. And if I'm feeling alone or like I could just really use some help, but I don't have it, there it is right on the page speaking to my heart, which you know, it says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Exactly. And sometimes feeling close to God, at least it has been for me, it really is during the darkest, lowest, hard times when you have nobody or nothing else to cling to. Other times, it may seem like the opposite, where it's like you couldn't feel farther from God than you are right now. I've been in both places. I think we all kind of have, yeah. I think so. And I know it's easy to say, trust in God and it will all be okay. But I also know that sometimes it's really hard to know exactly how to do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is something I have definitely struggled with in the past, knowing how to trust, how to surrender, how to recognize what I'm supposed to do or what God is telling me. I've learned that trusting God isn't always easy. We want to be in control, and giving up that control is scary. Yeah, very. <laughs> I'm reminded of a few verses here. I know there's definitely plenty of others that talk about it. Proverbs 16, 9 says, A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Proverbs 19, 21 says, There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. The Lord directs our steps, and his counsels shall stand, not our own. God is in control, and he has a plan for you, even if you can't see it yet. I think we often are only able to see the small pieces of our life picture, but we need to remember that God knows the full story and sees the bigger finished picture, because he's already there. Yes. And again, you could say it's easier said than done when somebody simply tells you to trust God. And honestly, you'd be right that it's easier said than done. I can't tell you how many times yeah. I've said that to you during personal times of doubt and anxiety. I agree. It, it is easier said than done. And I've, I honestly, I've tried to be careful in how I say that to you or any of the other kids when you guys are going through hard stuff. Because sometimes it's a truth we have to look square in the face. Mm -hmm. And if there's a way I can lovingly help you face it, I will. Okay, so how did you learn to trust God? Well, to be honest, that's something I'm still learning, and probably will still be learning for a long time. So it's not something you use once in your life and then never use again. 
Trusting God is something you have to learn to actively put into practice every single day, not just during a particular time or season of life. Now, everybody's personal spiritual journey is different. I'm not here to say that mine is better or worse than anybody else. I'm here to share with you some of the struggles I've had and how I overcame them by learning to trust in God. And the Lord recently put it on my heart to share this with people, so hopefully it can be a help to somebody out there. You're exactly right. It is a journey. And sometimes we go through seasons where trust comes a little easier. And other times we walk through periods of life where like every single step is us fighting to trust. Yeah. Now, did you want to share about your spiritual journey just a bit? Yeah. So it's really helped me to be able to pinpoint all of this and kind of match the struggles with where I was on my personal road, spiritually speaking. During 2017, I was spiritually way up and way down. I would read my Bible most days. And I think that year I was actually doing a read the Bible in a year challenge thing. Mm -hmm. So I would read the sections I was supposed to. And I always tried to do it in the morning before I got out of bed, which is something I still try to do most of the time. Right. But, so I was in the Word of God frequently, but I don't think I actually absorbed most of what I read during that time, partly because I don't think I was always reading for the right reasons. The Read the Bible in a Year challenge was a good thing in some ways, but also I kind of saw it at the time as more of a challenge just to see if I could do it not really to prayerfully focus on what God was telling me. Okay, well, that's well, still, you know, yeah. Well, not entirely done for the right reasons all the time. It was a good thing to be in the Word most mornings. I noticed my days were better when I started them intentionally with God, and I wanted to form that good habit. And during 2017 is also when I started trying to repeat certain verses over to myself, and I was feeling anxious or fearful. And specifically, Isaiah 41.10 then okay the times when i did put my trust in god came in small spurts during the times of distress when it all felt hopeless okay i know like 2018 is when your brother mm -hmm. left for the military did you feel like anything significant happened for you like spiritually speaking during that year <clears throat> 2018 i think was somewhat of a spiritually dry year for most of it actually okay I became so fearful and so anxious, worrying constantly about trying to fix things, like family issues, or just mentally and emotionally taking on other people's problems, or just about what the future held. And I was in a way forced into what I didn't want when my brother left, right. just kind of out of my bubble. Yep. You know? <laughs> but 2019 was actually where I really started to notice spiritual growth. Okay. Right from the beginning of the year, it really felt like we were just getting a constant barrage of turmoil. At the same time, though, I feel like God used all of that to bring me closer to Him. Yeah. I was brought to my knees, crying out to God several times through that whole year, just because things seemed absolutely hopeless. Deep down, I knew I needed His help. I needed to go through every one of those trials. Yeah, I think because God was using them to work on me, to show me something and to get my attention so I would learn to trust in him alone. Right. And there were, of course, the certain times where the old fears and old doubts would rise up like like stormy waves and mm -hmm. just nearly drown me. At least it felt that way. It does feel that way. 
Towards the end of 2019, I was having a really hard time with a lot of things, and I was just weary from the battles and griefs of the year, and I felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders, and I would never get away from all of it. But in 2020, while that was a banger of the year for the whole world, mm -hmm. 2020 was actually really a good year for you personally, wasn't it? Yes, actually. 2020, while certainly hard on many people all over, was easier for me in a lot of ways than in 2019. Mm -hmm. The Lord had brought me through fire the year before, so I knew that anything I faced this year, I would not be facing alone. And there were times where I felt alone, and I had moments of doubt, but I was more ready to fight the battle, the spiritual battle, than I was in previous years. Something I had to learn last year was being content where I was in life and resting in the Lord, like it says in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28-30. Right. I learned that I cannot put my trust completely in people around me to always be there and be everything I need. I also can't just use God as something I pull out only in times of trouble. He is with me always and will never leave me or forsake me. So see, my big problem was and is when I try to do things my own way, by my own strength, in my own timing. Every time I had a problem and didn't give it to God right away, I struggled. Yes, that is a huge truth that every single person needs to be able to grasp for themselves. Mm -hmm. When we try to do it on our own, like in our own way, in our own timing, in our own strength, we will struggle. Mm -hmm. And God calls us, like you mentioned with Matthew eleven twenty eight, to come to him with our burdens. And he promises us rest when we release our burdens and our loads of care to him. Yeah. Um, something I realize now is that you don't learn to trust God if nothing ever happens where you would need to let go. Mm -hmm. If there were no trials, there would be no reason to trust. And we wouldn't see the amazing ways God can work in us through those trials. There will be times of trial, which are opportunities to grow. And growth can be painful. James 1, 2 through 6 really has been pivotal for me in learning all this. Right. And it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth all men liberally, and upbraideth not. It shall be given to him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Okay. Now the NLT translates it like this which I also really like a lot. And that says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know, when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. I like that. Mm -hmm. There are a couple different things that can happen when someone goes through trials, I think. 
You can either let yourself be angry and bitter about what you're going through, or you can rely on the Lord to be your refuge and strength, and you can learn and grow from it. Yeah. Hebrews 13.5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Something I've heard a lot over the years that I believe is that God never promised us it would be easy, but he does promise to be with us through it all. We do not have to be alone. That was a huge, and I mean huge lesson for me too, when you were really young mm -hmm. and your dad was gone a lot in the military. I mean, I was really struggling with feeling alone and God mm -hmm. brought me literally to my knees over that. I mean, you already know this, but there yeah. was a song that was my pivot point for that. And it had the words, you're not alone. So how can you be lonely? Yeah. And that honestly changed things for me. I know you've been focusing a lot on a couple of different things lately, and I can truly see the change and the difference in you. Yeah, well, a couple of things I've been focusing on more recently are, number one, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. My joy and contentment comes from God. Even if it seems I have nothing, it does not come from people or things. God is eternal. People and things are not. And second, I've learned to walk by faith and not by sight. And I really love the hymn, Be Thou My Vision, and it has really helped me practice those things. Uh, I've learned a lot about trusting God and relying on Him instead of on my own strength. And I also recognize now how the devil will use all those insecurities and struggles to distract you from seeking God's will and growing closer to Him. Absolutely. The devil is our enemy and wants nothing more for us than to be far away from God. He wants us to be doubting and fearful and unhappy. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I'm so glad you mentioned Be Thou My Vision because it's the hymn I'm going to be talking about tomorrow for my weekly hymn episode. Mm -hmm. And I know it's one of our shared favorites. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share before we close out this episode? Yeah, I would just like to encourage anyone who's listening, whether you're going through trials right now or in a season of peace, just take a step back and look at what God has brought you through to get you where you are right now. And I want you to remember that even though it might seem hopeless right now in this moment, God does have a plan for you. As it says in Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. He promised to never leave you or forsake you. You are not alone. Thank you for letting me share some of my personal journey with you. And thank you, Mama, for having me here. Thank you for being with me this week. Mm -hmm. And to you who are listening, if you have anything to add, talk to me in the comments or at Facebook, Instagram, or Telegram. If you have any questions or personal prayer requests, you can email me at thoughtseedspodcast at gmail.com. And like I just said, we'll be talking about Be Though My Vision tomorrow. I hope you'll be able to join me.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.